Well, friends, it's that time of year again, the time when we sit down at our computers and say, Alexa, find me ugly ties nearby. It's the time of year <laughs> when we make sure the grill's in tip-top shape, and maybe we go mow the yard to give dear old dad a break. Yep, I'm talking about Father's Day. Hey, everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show. Focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, technology, and your family. Thanks for joining us. You know, we spent a lot of time on the Plugged In Show digging into the deeper meaning of popular culture and how that will affect us. We talk theology and sociology, philosophy and psychology, but let's face it, every now and then, we need to just give all those ologies a break. We need something a little bit lighter, a little bit fun, and what better time to have a little bit of fun than Father's Day. So today, we're going to talk about some of our favorite films about fathers and maybe discuss just a little bit the kind of films that we think would encourage our dads. As always, we'd love you to join the conversation too. So be sure to let us know what you think by emailing us at team, that's T-E-A-M, at thepluggedinshow.com. What's your favorite movie for dads? Or what's your favorite movie memory with your dad? So joining me for today's conversation are... Jonathan McGee. Bob Hoos. Paul Acey. And Emily Clark. Okay, so our icebreaker today is actually going to be a big part of what we're going to talk about on today's episode. So what is your favorite film involving or somehow related to fathers and fatherhood? Ooh, ooh, that's a great question. I'm glad you said you. or Thank somehow you. related to fathers and fatherhood <laughs> because right? because as much as I quickly thought of some, you know, cool shows that actually, you know, talk about fatherhood like I I, I actually love you know, Steve Martin's old parenthood. That that's great. Right. Um, I, and I don't know why I just said Steve Martin. Cause there's so many great people in that film. Um, I thought of a Bronx tale, which is this young kid who's uh-huh. thinking of, you know, the dad versus this bad influence down the road. Those are all ones I could have mentioned, but I'm actually going to go with one. that was a few years ago and you've probably even heard me mention this before, but it's a movie called Away way back, not to be confused with Ben Affleck's new away back. Um, but a way, way back is this film about this young kid whose dad isn't around and a single mom is raising him and they're having this kind of summer vacation with stepdad and stepdad played by Steve Carell is this jerk. And so this kid is constantly trying to escape and go out and just find something to do. And he winds up in this water park and this unlikely role model, Sam Rockwell kind of takes this kid in and it's just such an amazing film about this, this young man seeking a father figure and he finds it in the most unlikely of characters, the Sam Rockwell character and just a fantastic movie. One of my favorite movies and, um, Probably not one you'd think of when you think of fatherhood, but a lot of single moms would probably think of that, of like, wow, how cool to have a good role model when sadly dad's not there. Wow, I haven't even heard of that movie, so I'm glad you pointed it out. What about some of the rest of you? Yeah, well, I'm just going to offer the the movie that made me feel like a really bad father, actually. That sounds like fun. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of really great <laughs> father movies out there. And Adam, you and I have talked a lot about this. These these types of movies, you know, kind of kind of hit me in the gut. But the first time that I really remember that happening was 
and this is really a terrible movie. So this isn't any sort of recommendation at all. But, but when I was <laughs> much younger, my family was much younger. I was, uh, I was doing stuff for the rodeo. And that when I was working for this, this rodeo association, I was traveling all the time to, to various rodeos around the country. I was in this hotel room, you know, just, just this little dinky hotel room rating for whatever, uh, watching this movie called Over the Top. It was an arm wrestling movie starring Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Only saw the last 20 minutes of it. I still haven't seen the rest of this movie to this day, but the end had Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, you know, doing his flexing his biceps. There was this little kid in the audience who was crying and cheering on his dad. And I was thinking, I am not home with my son. I need to be home with my son. And so <laughs> I just spent, I spent the rest of the movie with little tears trickling down my face as I was sitting in the hotel room. It was really sad, really sad. Mm. Well, I always love these favorite movie questions because I never know which direction you people are going to go. And you have not disappointed <laughs> me with your unusual <laughs> answers so far. Uh, Bob? Yeah, I'll, st- I'll step in. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, there's only one perfect father's movie, and that's uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh my uh, goodness! No, no. What is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, there has not been a normal answer yet. Oh, I need to hear this. Goodness. Okay, okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Actually, the, the, the choice, <laughs> the choice I was going to throw out there was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <gasps> oh, oh yes. yes. I, I mean, I really liked that one. I, I, you know, we've got Henry Jones <laughs> Senior and Indy sort of going at loggerheads all the time, but. It, but by the end of the film, you see this, you see this, uh, this, this real mutual affection that's going on. And, and we see that father son relationship that even, even though it seems a little r- rough edged at first, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's a very moving, uh, film by the end. Yeah. It is. Great choice. I, I love that choice. So keeping in with the Harrison Ford theme, does Star Wars count as a father movie? I'm actually oh, okay. going to go okay. with Father of the Bride with Steve uh, Martin. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Hilarious. So good. <laughs> that was uh, definitely a family favorite to watch with our dad growing up. So, yes. And I think I'm going to go with something touching and heartfelt and a little bit more recent. I'm going to go with Finding Nemo, which yes. I think as a, oh, as a dad wow. – Man, what a movie, because it's about a dad who's trying yeah. to do the right thing. He's a single dad. You know, he's trying to protect Nemo. He doesn't want another tragedy to happen. And what happens? You know, Nemo gets swept up by a net. And it's about the dad searching for the son. And I don't want to over-spiritualize too much. But, man, I think there's all sorts of prodigal son stuff in here um, about the father who searches for the son who is lost. Now, Nemo doesn't get lost in the same way the prodigal son gets lost, so that's where it breaks down. Um, But (laughs) I I think as a movie that really demonstrates a dad's absolute and total devotion to finding his son, um, I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite Pixar films because it does what Pixar films at their best do so well. It's a great kids movie, but man, there's this whole meta level for dads and parents in general that, that I think is pretty incredible. Very sweet, yeah. Well, this has been a super fun conversation so far, but let's push it a little bit further. 
what kind of stories do you think dads are either drawn to or encouraged by and why? Hmm. I actually had a pretty good conversation with my dad recently, um, and we talked about that sort of thing. You know, what kind of movies does he enjoy? And he said, you know, he's drawn to movies that have action and, you know, are just, uh, how do I describe this? Basically, he said he likes action movies, but he also looks for a redeeming message in his movies. He... He likes movies that leave him with hope, that make him feel good at the end, or at least have, like, um, some sort of story arc where good triumphs over evil or good stands out on top. Um, And that's what he said he was always drawn to. And I think he felt that way because, you know, life's got enough issues as it is. He doesn't want to go to the movies to see something that's going to make him sad. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and 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 I would I would agree I would agree with what Emily was saying I, I would add I think that um, that dads are drawn to films where where fathers are portrayed as figures who can make a difference in their kids' lives I you know I oh, know yeah. I, I always I always like films like that I, they you know the the dad may not always have all the answers or be as strong as he'd like to be but but the dads care and they work hard. And I, and I think I think dads are drawn to those kinds of films because we see so much of the opposite uh, in in uh, our modern culture, you know. And and the fact is, you know, in terms of how media pre- presents dads, but I, but I I think that the real secret about fatherhood in our culture is that things that we don't explore that much is the fact that for most men having kids transforms your life. Mm. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 opens, yeah. it opens you up to all the good, nurturing, protective instincts that you might not even know you possess. And, and mm. that's, that's what fatherhood is. And I think that's why, that's that's why fathers are drawn to films that help portray that. Yeah. Wow. That was so well said that I was going to try to answer Adam's question, but now I don't even want to. Because we just have to leave it with what Bob said. <laughs> no, no, so true. And it, it's amazing. I, I was kind of thinking on the level of just a connection that I've had with my dad watching movies. And I'm kind of in a unique situation where now my wife and I live on a property 36 feet from my dad and my mom. And so we hang out a lot. And since COVID-19, we've hung out a whole lot because we're 36 <laughs> feet from each other and we can't go anywhere. And uh, we've been doing this, what we've been calling movie night. And my daughters came back. And so it's been uh, fun because my daughters both live away, but they've been here uh, for part of COVID-19. And it's interesting. So we've on Saturday nights, we have family movie night and we've been choosing these movies to watch together. And we've watched Raiders of a Lost Ark. We've watched American Graffiti, uh, Sound of Music, all these, you know, we've, we're kind of choosing these classics and it's been really fun. Well, mm-hmm. one thing that was interesting is um, we recently watched Silverado, uh, which is okay. a Lawrence, Lawrence Kasdan film, the guy who yep. pinned Raiders of the Lost Ark, by the way. And yeah, Empire uh, Strikes Back. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it and Same. and one of the new Star Wars, and uh, yeah, but, right. but but the interesting thing is, my dad and I immediately were like, "Hey, do you remember when we first saw this back in 1985?" And it was that my dad would take my brother and I out to go see westerns, 
And mm, we would do yeah, this because yeah. my mm. mom didn't really care for Westerns. So we have these memories of watching like Pale Rider and all these like Westerns, that, whether they were even good or not. We would go watch Westerns together. And I don't know, you know, if there was any reason other than mom doesn't like these. So let's boys go out and watch Westerns. But <laughs> here it is. And, you know, I mean, think about this. I mean, this is now 35 years later and I'm looking back and going, Dad, remember when we first saw this 35 years ago together? Mm. So that's mm-hmm. that's something yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that that's a really great point, Jonathan. I think that when I think about how dads tend to relate to their kids, it's often when you're doing something together. You're not necessarily sitting down. You're not necessarily having a heart-to-heart, but you're you're engaged in in the same activity. And like you, Jonathan, I, I have great memories of just being with my dad watching movies. For, uh, for us, it wasn't Westerns. We would, uh, we would actually turn on James Bond, you know, on, on TV, yeah. and we would watch James Bond movies together. And I think that, that throughout my childhood, I can remember my dad taking us to, to, to movies that he didn't necessarily want to see. He wasn't a big Disney person, but he always packed the kids in the car. We drove out. We watched them with him. For me, watching a movie with my dad is an integral part of my childhood. And mm. I think that that's one thing that, that movies can really do at their best is they can, in a strange sort of way, I think that they can bring people together. I know that, that it, it's the case with, with me and my dad. Mm-hmm. Man, that's absolutely the case. And I think that there's a bond that's created there that yeah. obviously has to do with you sharing something together. Um, and if it's something you like, then, you know, you get to share a passion together too. I remember when my son was born, you guys are going to laugh so hard at this. Um, one of my first thoughts was, Man, I can't wait till he's old enough to see Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> and my son and I had this ongoing argument about how old he was when I let him see Star Wars. And I think he was either five or six. He says he was four. I'm like, no, nah, I wouldn't have let you see Star Wars when you were four. And he's like, yeah, you let me see Star Wars when you were four. So, you know, <laughs> usually he's right in these things because. His, his gray matter hasn't been alive as long as my hands, and, and it tends to be more accurate. But I think that as much as we sometimes talk about how we have to be careful of movies, how we have to exercise discernment and caution, those things are all true. I'm not in any way trying to right. disavow right. Right. those values sure. as plugged in. But the stories that we share have the ability to bring us together and to create a memory that, that we share together Absolutely. Um, that's just powerful. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that some of my favorite movies that, you know, I've mentioned here on the Plugged In show, it, they're all movies that I have a good memory associated with those movies. You know, I remember watching Star Wars growing up. I, this past Christmas, I got to see the new Star Wars movie with my dad. Um, I rem- our family has this thing where we quote the Princess Bride and we see who can <laughs> remember the most lines from the movie. You know, just there's those are good memories for me. And th- those are some of my favorite movies. And apart from the story, just because of those memories. I think that's really true. I think that that when you look at at why we treasure movies and and more broadly the the entertainment that we enjoy, it's often not because of the movies themselves, 
but the memories that we create around the people that we watch those things with. At least that's right. the way it is with me. Right. Sure. You know, you yeah. can you can enjoy a really dumb movie, but if you're enjoying it sincerely as a family or with some of your closest friends, it can it can be something that you treasure for a lifetime. I remember standing in line for the Tim Burton Batman with my brother because it was back then when you'd actually stand in line wrapped around a theater and we were like <laughs> standing in line and it was we were so excited to see that very mediocre film that you know I, I mean so some, <laughs> sometimes we have memories I, I have memories of midnight movies where we all gathered to watch an Avengers and we're all sitting there waiting that hour and a half in the theater and and all these nerds come in dressed as Thor and whatever and my family we, we can remember these so so sometimes it's not even the movie it's it's like the standing in line or the waiting for right right and 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 to support what what Paul and Emily were just saying um, for example in in my family with my kids I will watch uh, at Christmas time we'll we'll gather together they're all adults now, but we'll gather together and we'll watch some of the same Christmas movies, you know, some Bing Crosby uh, movie from the past. And we know this thing backwards and forwards by now because we've seen it so many times. But it's that it's that moment of getting together and and sort of recreating those past memories at Christmas of always sitting down and watching these films. Yeah. You know, that makes me think about culture. And we often talk about culture as something that's out there that affects us. And sometimes we talk about it, you know, affecting us in not so great ways, but our families, every family is a culture too. We all have a family culture. We have a language we speak to each other and movies and those stories become a part of our family culture. I was just thinking about the things we watch at Christmas every year. We don't watch Ben Crosby. We watch Elf. And we can quote Elf <laughs> backward and forward and up and down. And there's a shared experience there um, that I think it's, it's really a beautiful thing. And it becomes a part of, of your family culture. I think that's very, very true. We all have these different cultures. We all wrap our, our, our brains and our hands around these different elements. And, and I think that, that, that that's one of the, the special things about, about entertainment is it allows us to share – um, like interests in a way. It, it allows mm. us to develop like interests. You know, I think that, that your, your, your comment about uh, Star Wars and your son, I think that's really true. We, we want to bring our kids what we enjoyed when we were kids. We want to make them feel the magic that we felt when we watched something or when we listened to something. And I think that's a really powerful thing about family. You know, it's interesting because uh, when you talk about culture, obviously each, you know, family dynamic looks different. And it was uh, fascinating when my uh, daughter Ashley got married. Um, you know, all of a sudden we've got this new guy in the house. And <laughs> the one thing that he was just kind of struck by was how often we in our family quote movies. And he just constantly was sadly almost like left out because. Somebody would say something, you know, and, 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 you know, you know, Hey, do you want a glass of this? And we'd be like, I got a glass of shut up for you. You know, whatever we'd say, you know, and we, and we, and we, you know, we'd, we'd quote something. And he'd look at us like, what, what, are, you know, and everybody in our house is laughing and whatever. And I'm sure many of you, our listeners, 
can agree with this because, you know, some of us here that listen to this, we are kind of movie nerds or media nerds, or we care a lot about, you know, connecting with our families during this. But it is funny how cultures obviously vary and family dynamics vary. And sometimes, you know, in your family, movie quotes will be big, but another family won't be big at all. <laughs> That's right. Well, I want to move into my last question for our conversation today. Uh, and it starts with another uh, personal illustration. So my family and I were watching Field of Dreams a while back. I mentioned that in a previous podcast. And being from yeah. Iowa and from two families with farming backgrounds, um, I ball all the way through Field of Dreams. Like just images of Iowa make me cry. And by the oh. end, I was I was like flat out like like <laughs> – you know, like, totally. <laughs> I was straight up hyperventilating. No, I was really crying out in my popcorn. And so here's the question. It's so embarrassing, is it? isn't it? No, but that oh, it isn't. It isn't. And that leads me to my next question. What do you think a child gains by seeing her or his father express deep emotion stirred up by a powerful story? First of all, cornfields, boy, they are just heart-wrenching, aren't they? But, no, <laughs> yeah. uh, but personally, as far as your question is concerned, I, I believe it to be really positive. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it, can feel, it, it can feel uncomfortable sometimes, and I think kids might even feel a little uncomfortable about seeing their dad being emotional because, hey, dads are supposed to be the stoic ones, you know. But, uh, but ultimately – I believe it's it's good for kids, especially boys, to to see that it's okay as a man to express your emotions. I mean, men in general don't often do that, and to uh, and to connect with your kids on that level, I think I think it's really positive. Hmm. I completely agree with you, Bob, and I feel like. I don't know that I necessarily have ever seen my dad cry during a movie, but I know that. I also, I almost never cry during movies, like to the point where my mom and my sisters were like, what is wrong with you? Why aren't you crying? It's so emotional. And I was like, it's, it's okay. I mean, I'm, I feel for these people, but I just couldn't connect to them. Now, it took me a while to realize that part of that was because I was looking, I was modeling my own emotions after what my dad did. And my dad, you know, was the strong man and everything. And it was uncomfortable if we would see him cry. But at the same time, as I got older, I noticed that my dad wouldn't necessarily be moved to tears by a movie, but he cried when it did matter. He cried in life. And so Mm. Hmm. And I kind of realized that I was like, oh, it's not that I'm cold and heartless as my mother and sisters believe. It's that <laughs> it, take, it just takes more. <laughs> it would just take more for me to get to that point. And it kind of built up a strength in me um, that, again, is modeled after my own dad's strength. Sure. You know, I, I know that we need to wrap this up, but but that just made me think of something, you know, going back to, to my, my movie Over the Top that I cried to while I was in the rodeo. I, I think that I, I used to be a lot more like Emily where I never cried during movies. But when you become a father, all of a sudden, at least for me, a lot of the stories that I see that connect with fatherhood that, that show these father and son, father and daughter relationships, they move me in a way that they never did before. And I find that I've, mm. I've become more soft hearted as a dad than I ever was before. It's so funny. Sweet. I can't, I can't I'm help but right think. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. 
I can't help but think of uh, Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2 just because how they compared like the Mark Wahlberg character to the Will Ferrell character. And then, of course, when you finally get to meet their dads, which is, you know, uh, uh, Mel yeah. Gibson and John yeah. Lithgow and one yeah. and one's the weepy, sad, emotional dad and the other one's the hard, tough dad. And it is funny how you see those differences in our fathers. And that was one of those movies that kind of stamped that it's, it's OK. We're different. We handle things differently. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I've loved this conversation today because I think sometimes we can, you know, we focus on what's problematic in culture. But with the best of these stories there's a chance to create a relational, emotional bond with our fathers and to share an experience uh, that creates a family identity, as we've talked about, that we can return to again and again as we learn and grow together. And I, and I hope as we come into this Father's Day weekend, you know, maybe you sit down and say, hey, what can we watch as a family? What new tradition can we start on Father's Day, which is a movie that we can enjoy and laugh to and, and maybe come back to year after year? So what about you? If you're a dad, what's your favorite film? And if you're not a dad, well, are there any movies that you would say are your dad's favorite go-to stories? Drop us an email with your thoughts on today's show at team, that's T-E-A-M, at thepluggedinshow.com. And maybe we'll share some of your favorites on our next show. Thanks so much, too, for listening today. We hope you have a great Father's Day weekend. After you watch a movie, maybe you'll even have time to go back and listen to any episodes of The Plugged In Show that you have had the misfortune of missing. And of course, (laughs) tell your dad about us too, because we're definitely more interesting than a purple paisley tie. Finally, (laughs) we hope. We hope, right? We aspire to be. (laughs) Right, right. Make sure you leave us some feedback or comments wherever you get your podcasts and let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in the future. As always, we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show.